Welcome back to The Halls We Wander. My name is Brody, and if this is your first time listening, you might want to go back and listen to the prior chapter or chapters of this podcast. Adam and I have been recently talking about what does Christian mean, which is a very big topic. And if you listen to the last chapter, then you know that we really have no idea how to handle this topic, but we're trying. And so if this is your first time listening, highly recommend going back listening to part A. This is part B of Adam and I's discussion. Uh, here we'll just get into a little more history because Adam loves history. And, uh, and if you don't, then that's okay. But uh, you should because we can learn a lot from it. Didn't think I was going to get on a box this early on in the podcast, but there you go. There's the box. History. It rocks. All right. Anyways, hope you enjoy the show. And yeah, enjoy the show. Cool beans. Yeah. What, what next? I dipped a little bit into my history background. Come on. I think older things are cool. Yeah. It's not a very popular opinion amongst a lot of people. But hey, C.S. Lewis said, for every one book you read that's new, read two that are old. So there you go. Did he actually say that? He did say that. Can you cite it? Uh, nah, that's what I thought. It's in one of his books. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I read it the other day and someone else backed me up on it. So it must be true. <laughs> so it's kind of If you true. doubt, look it up. Hmm. All right. Anyways. I got a lot to look up now. Yeah. Based off our conversation tonight. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I, like I said, kind of dip back into history a bit. And I looked into uh, one of the books on my shelf. I have way too many books that I haven't read um, that just kind of sit there. I don't know why I hang on to them. Like, like I'm going to read them someday or something. I don't know. Do you think I have too many books? I wouldn't say so. No. I feel like I, I don't know. I have books that just sit there. I need to get rid of them. I actually, actually, I actually was uh, convicted of that. Some of the the cheesy kind of high school age like youth group books. Okay. I need to get rid of those because I'm never gonna read them. So. Fair enough. Anyways, yeah. if anyone's, I I did not try to offend anyone by saying cheesy high school youth group books, but yeah, sometimes they're just. Anyways. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> the look of shame on your face right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I pull off the shelf a Reformation reader. Primary text with introductions, um, edited by Dennis R. Jans, second edition. I don't know how many editions are out there now. It's got to be good. Yeah. So in here, uh, I ended up finding my way to um, Thomas Akempis, who is the author of *The Imitation of Christ*, which I, with some a little bit of research, I did because I was not familiar with Thomas Akempis. Uh, it was the late medieval period was when he was alive and the imitation of Christ, his book seems like it took about seven years to write. Dang. But yeah, it became a very famous devotional book of that time period in at least Western Europe. I'm not sure how far it would have spread. Sure. But anyway, yeah. And so this is just an excerpt. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a number of pages. I'm certainly not going to read the whole thing. Um, and reading through, there are some things that I'm like, okay, I don't know if I fully agree with that. Um, I'd have to think about that more and talk about it. Yeah. But there were a few things that stood out from this very first section here, from the imitation of Christ. Uh, so this is a section that just says, on the imitation of Christ. Uh, the first line just says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, says our Lord. So when thinking about what what does being, what does Christian mean, what, and then pivoting um, like we did towards, right, what does it mean to 
belong to Christ? What does it mean to be a Christian? I think it can be summarized, and I admittedly, I think I have a fear of oversimplifying. For sure. I don't want to do that at all. I think I can ditto that. Yeah. So I shouldn't, I don't want to say summarize like, oh, this is it right here. Um, but these are the things that stood out to me in thinking about answering this question. So he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, says our Lord. In these words, Christ counsels us to follow his life and way if we desire true enlightenment and freedom from all blindness of heart. Let the life of Jesus Christ then be our first consideration. So when we talk about imitating Jesus, I think this is... Look at what Jesus did. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I'm skipping around a little bit here. But Thomas Akempis says, like, of what use is it to discourse learnedly on the Trinity if you lack humility and therefore displease the Trinity? Lofty words do not make a man just or holy, but a good life makes him dear to God. I would far rather feel contrition than to be able to define it. If you knew the whole Bible by heart and all the teachings of the philosophers, how would this help you without the grace and love of God? Vanity of vanities, and all is vanity except to love God and serve him alone. And this is supreme wisdom, to despise the world and draw daily nearer the kingdom of heaven. It is vanity to solicit honors or to raise oneself to high station. It is vanity to be a slave to bodily desires and to crave for things which bring certain retribution. It is vanity to wish for long life if you care little for a good life. It is vanity to give thought only to this present life and to care nothing for the life to come. It is vanity to love things that so swiftly pass away and not to hasten onwards to that place where everlasting joy abides. Keep constantly in mind the saying, the eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing. Strive to withdraw your heart from the love of visible things and direct your affections to things invisible. For those who follow only their natural inclinations defile their conscience and lose the grace of God. So this guy wrote part of Proverbs, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You were proud of that joke, weren't you? Uh, To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Mm -hmm. Anyways, dang. What stuck out to me was something about Mm -hmm. contrite. I would far rather feel contrition than be able to define it. What does that mean? Good question. I was just wondering. What did he say before? Of what use is it to discourse learnedly on the Trinity if you lack humility and therefore displease the Trinity? Lofty oh. words do not make a man just or holy, but a good life makes him dear to God. So I think what he's saying there is we need to be living it out, like kind of like what Paul says. And we said this in the last up chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, what good is it if I possess all this wisdom and all this knowledge yeah. if I'm not actually living it out? And then he goes on to back it up with all the vanities of vanities, which, you know, sounds ecclesiastical. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a good book. Recommend it. Mm -hmm. True that. Yeah. So good. Um, I, 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 you know, as I think about the little more, I'd rather feel contrition than be able to define it. He talks about like what uses, what uses it to discourse learnedly on the Trinity if you lack humility and therefore displease the Trinity. So that idea, I think of like, what good is my head knowledge if I can define something? Yeah, but if I'm not if I'm not living it and actually pleasing God with that, what's the yeah. point? That's yeah, more. I think that's more how I take it. Hmm. And contrition for all you who don't know 
is repentance for sins one has committed. So, um, you know, as I was, as I read through that and thought about it for a while, I started dissecting more and more in my mind, like, all right, not walking in darkness. What does it mean to no longer walk in darkness? Yeah. And so I think part of that question is like, well, what is, what is darkness? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? And so I think with what Kempis is saying, really what I, I kind of broke it down into three parts. I am not an expert at all. This is just what I got out of it. So what is darkness? I think darkness is kind of a threefold. Um, Hit it. Firstfold, pride. Um, I feel like this is a, this could be a song, you know, like, hmm, pride, like the Ten Commandment boogie. <laughs> yeah, you uh, why, why don't you why don't you compose that and Yo. let me know how that goes? Yeah, no, mm. I'm, I, all right. Yeah, I'd love. Yeah. Anyways, you go let's it. take it back. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's okay. just continue on. So what is darkness? Pride, sin, and then ultimately destruction. So those are the three pieces. Um, so pride. I think that being a Christian in the sense of not walking in darkness, combating pride, um, realizing that we have been our own God, realizing mm-hmm. that we put ourselves on a throne and said to ourselves like, oh, well, whatever I say, whatever I want yeah. must be good or I should I should get it yeah this entitlement mm-hmm. yeah yeah I want to be clear too like I don't think that everything we've ever wanted is inherently wrong yeah right and we could talk more about that and to say that we're deserving of something I would say yeah there are things that you are entitled to sure right yeah. and again not to dive into those right so not that again, doesn't exist yeah yeah that's that's a very big topic we yes dive into. um but realizing that like we've been our own God, we put ourselves first, we've said, nope, I'm in control, right? Yeah. Um, so I think in combating pride, coming to that realization of, um, okay, I've been living as my own God um, and realizing like this has not been going well and inevitably, inevitably it will not end well. Yep. So what he says there, um, when we lack humility, we pursue like vanity of vanities, all's vanity, except to love God and serve him alone, mm-hmm. right? I think to love God and serve him alone is flies directly in the face of our own wisdom. Yeah. The, the way we deify ourselves. Yeah. When we seek pride and that pride can look like, like a job title. It can look like just wealth, um, just what you're amassing in your possessions. It can be power, like power over other people, power over a business or a cause or, I mean, it could or be anything. religious establishment or a religious establishment. Sure. And when we are seeking solely like comfort, how do I live my life the most comfortable way possible where I just, I never have to like step out and do anything that's difficult or causes stress. So I don't want to necessarily say that like any of these things inherently, like a job title, your wealth, any power you might, that you might attain through wherever you end up in a hierarchy, right? Hierarchy matters. Like Mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of like, that's the structure (coughs) we're in. So Exactly. What so, I mean, it's it? not, is it, is it inherently bad to be a CEO of a company? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I don't think that's by definition bad, right? Sure. But I mean, when we pursue that in a way that can feel greedy or putting other people down or, you know, yeah. anything like that, then we start, I think we can start asking some of those yeah. questions. So kind of getting back to yeah. the, one of the greatest theologians I'd say of our time, Ben Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. So kind of that idea of we can, yeah, we can, we can have these things, but what do we do with it? That's what you're kind of getting at here. 
looks like you can. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Also, you said Ben Parker, and I had about one to two seconds where I was desperately trying to figure who Ben Parker was. <laughs> and then I figured out theology what class. Theology, yeah. what, what's theology like, class? Did I learn about Ben? Why didn't they bring up Ben? Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, like, when we're seeking, so pride, seeking those things, uh, we lack humility, and we, to use some of the language there, that's that was used by Kempis and in um, Ecclesiastes as well, um, we pursue vanity in vain. Yeah. We attempt to save and lead ourselves through our own power and control. Again, putting ourselves in the driver's seat and saying, like, all right, how do I get what I want today? Mm -hmm. We must understand that there is so little over which we have control. Um, And... For a lot of us, myself included, I typically, I, I learned that lesson very rudely. I don't yeah. have control. Um, it's humbling. It's very humbling. It can also be scary when, if, if you're like me, you convince yourself that you do have control yeah. in some ways over some things or if nothing else over myself, yeah. right? But then suddenly when my body gets sick or yeah. something goes wrong, I realize, oh, I don't have, I don't even have yeah. control over my yeah. physical self. We have agency to a degree. Yeah. So understand that there's so little over which we have control and cannot, and we can't, we can't even keep ourselves safe. We just think about all the things in the world that can cause us harm that aren't in our control. And that as we serve ourselves alone, uh, we accomplish nothing of value. Mm-hmm. And so I think addressing the darkness of pride, realizing we don't take anything with us no matter what we accomplish. Yeah. Because everything is so temporary. Mm-hmm. So... Let's consider that idea of seeking the eternal yeah. instead. The one thing that is eternal. Yeah. I'll try and speed through the rest of this. All right. I don't want to take a bunch of time here. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's pride. Part two, what does it mean to be a Christian and to not walk in darkness? Recognizing sin, sin in our lives. Um, uh, realizing that sin has such a tight grip on us um, that we even we admire our sin and, and we love to pursue it. Again, speaking for me, like as much as I can say these things, like there are still, there's, there is still sin in my life. There always has been, there always will be. Yeah. Um, so even as, even as I speak against it, like there are still temptations, there are still, there are still traps I fall into Mm -hmm. things I pursue that I'm like, this isn't good. Yeah. And I think the tricky thing about sin too, especially in our current context, American context, that is in the 21st century. And not that this is exclusive to the 21st century or exclusive only to America, but Mm -hmm. that's just what we know. I would say like we talk about living life to the fullest, right? Like yep. YOLO, FOMO. Dude, yeah. Like FOMO is real. Yeah. Oh man. Like, You're missing out. Yeah, it's oh. real. Um, all these things that like th- there's this there's this pressure of like, oh hey, go live your life to the fullest. Don't miss out on anything. Go try that, go do that. Right? Yeah. Is trying things inherently bad? No. <laughs> Shakira said try everything though. That was Shakira, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that movie. Anyway. Um, Little rabbits. Mm. You, you <laughs> distract me. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, we talk about living life to the fullest. And we talk about like loving our freedom, right? I think that's such an American value. Of, like, oh, oh, I have the yeah. freedom. Like, yep. uh, and, I, and, I can, I, and I should be able to do what I want. Freedom of speech. Right? No. And yeah. This is maybe a little bit of a tangent too, but something you've heard from me many times, right? Mm-hmm. Is that idea of straight from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I can't not quote it. <laughs> so good. Say um, it. That, but I'll, I'll skip the context, but essentially the line out of Jurassic Park, uh, they're talking about like the ethics of bringing back an extinct, extinct creatures back to life. And, uh, you know, the question that gets asked is like, I'm paraphrasing here, but like you, 
your scientists were so caught up in can they do something they didn't stop and ever ask themselves if they should right yep what's that guy's name again who <laughs> who's actor? that that's Jeff Goldblum. Yes, playing Jeff Do- Dr. Goldblum. Playing Dr. Ian Malcolm. I have the same yeah. birthday as that man. And as that's Jeff honestly Goldblum. one of the things that I'm most proud about with my birthday. It's shared by Jeff. It's, you you share it with that's that's a pride thing for you. Yeah, you're proud of that. Okay, okay. no, it's good. No, yeah, I'm that's sorry. Fine. Pride. I need to defeat it, but no, I'm kind of <laughs> I wasn't trying that. to call you out by using the word pride. I'm no, sorry. no, that's okay. Now it is going. I'll for do it. some soul digging now. There we go. Yeah. Um. But I think our culture just gets so affirming and like, no, do whatever you want, right? Yep. Don't ask yeah. why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, it's more of like, well, is it is it pleasurable? Is it fun? Do you mm-hmm. enjoy it? Whatever. Yeah. You know, I think our American society, and that's probably even too broad. I'm one American in the midst of <clears> in the Americans. Midwest, in yes. Minnesota, yeah, in the tundra, Twin Cities. Yeah, exactly. If anyone wanted to know where we're from, oh, there we there go. It is. There it is. Yeah, I think it's just like our culture is just so affirming of control. Mm-hmm. Um, of being able to make our own decisions as, and that's like empowerment. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that agency isn't empowering. Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't, I'm not trying to take, I would never say like, let's take that away from anyone. But I think there's this idea of like, well, no, I, I enjoy this. I want to do it. Right. And mm-hmm. our society would ask the question like, okay, like, are you gonna, is that going to hurt you or hurt anyone else mm-hmm. and, or damage property or something like that? Yeah. And if it's not going to be harmful in one of those ways. In a short term way, mm-hmm. I'd say too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not going to hurt anyone or anything and if you're not removing someone else's freedom of choice, mm-hmm. right? That would yep. be the other thing. Yep. I think if you meet those criteria, then you should be. Then you're guilty. If it's legal, then yeah. you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the lie that I think we're fed. Yeah. But getting to this place of sin, getting back to sin here, realizing that like sin is very appealing uh-huh. and it tricks us into or it tries to deceive us and maybe oh, yeah. we want to be deceived right yep into like oh hey this is good and enjoy it well and i think that was the first sin too right of adam and eve it was they saw the tree of you know the experience of good and bad and they saw it and it looked good they're like ah oh, wisdom right there we mm-hmm. can have sure. it sure yeah we just need to take it for yeah. ourselves and that's not what they were supposed to do. God was wanting them to trust, trust that God would deliver them this wisdom in God's timing, not on their timing. Sure. I think there's multiple interpretations there's all, yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. for sure. And so like, I mean, I, I think you go back and forth and like, well, I don't know if that's something God ever wanted to give them. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. I mean, anyway. Genesis. Not to, yeah. What is Genesis? Sh- check it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another question for another go. time. Yeah. But anyway, it was sin and quoting Kempis now again, like it is vanity to be a slave to bodily desires and to crave for things which bring certain retribution. So sin itself, like we're in bondage to sin when we seek only pleasure or like what feels, what do I want? What, what do I take delight in? Whatever that thing might be. Sure. Our faith teaches that like sin itself separates us from God, mm-hmm. but it also separates us from our true selves and one another. Hmm. So it, it puts up a divide, and I think it also kind of feeds back into that pride piece of being our own God. Yeah. Then I would say, furthermore, uh, we believe that sin isn't merely something that causes separation. Sin also brings about destruction and pain in this life. And like Paul mentions in Romans, uh, the wages of sin are death, and I believe that that death is in this life and in the next. Yeah. Um, and we cannot tr- ever truly live if sin is the master our lives Hmm. 
So sin itself is very appealing, but it's actually keeping us in bondage to what our natural inclinations are. It causes us to set out and disregard the needs of others and always put ourselves first, which I think creates like a, it can create divisiveness and bitterness as we are just damaging ourselves and the world around us, the mm. people around us. I always, I keep wanting to add, add on this extra piece of saying like, Taking care of yourself and at times putting yourself first because you absolutely just need, you know, whether it's self-care or like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten today or like, yeah. you know, whatever. I, oh, I have to say no to that because I didn't sleep last night. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like those are not bad things yeah. inherently, right? Well, yeah. And I think, so. it, I think it's like it shows how connected we all are when we start viewing it as that. And then loving others and yourself. That's yeah. what Jesus said, right? And it's the idea that where there's also this is really cool we'll talk about some other time but trees in the bible are just the the analogies with trees are just all over the place like bearing fruit like yeah i don't know jesus's cross even like all that stuff Mm -hmm. and something that's cool with trees is like the trees that grow in groves are like all connected and if one tree is like not doing too hot like that's gonna affect the other trees and like spread out yeah and so yeah, you need to take care of what you've been given, your body, your mind, your soul. But also in doing that, you can go out and like help others and grow together with them. And so everyone needs to be doing that all together because, yeah, the self is helping the community. The community is helping the self. Yeah. Yeah. What's best for you is what's best for me. And mm-hmm. so it's like, absolutely. yeah, it, it's, ah, that's so good. And I think we need to... Yeah, get out of this mindset that it's either the community or it's my own good. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. There's no sacrifice for the community on your end because really in helping the community, like you're helping yourself. Well, yeah, it could be true. taken too far. Like you were yeah. saying, like mm-hmm. if you need something, you need to do it. But knowing that what you need will always be beneficial for the community yeah. as well as yourself. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know where this is from, but... I am because we are, Mm -hmm. because he is. Yeah, it's like that Beatles song. I am the walrus one. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think you should keep going. I am, what is it? (laughs) I am the Eggman. You are the walrus. Sorry, you keep you keep making I these keep illusions, to these things, illusions to and things. I'm like, but I but but you throw it out there and we're to in a way that I can tell that you don't know where I'm going. You don't fully know where to go, so I I'm kind of just letting you float out. There. I am. And I'm he, sorry. But okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Here it is. I am the walrus lyrics. I am he, as you are he, as you are me, and we are all together. Beatles. Mm. Boom. If that's not truth in a song, that's really weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Got it. But basically getting at the idea that, yeah, we are all connected. I get that. Yeah. So, so to anyone who is a big Beatles fan out there, there you go. If our one fan is. Or if you have like a proper interpretation of that song. Not, n- sorry, not to say yours is wrong, but I think just. That's fair. That's fair. If, if you believe you have, if that Brody is incorrect and you have the proper interpretation. Let us know. Yeah. At some point we will give you means to reach out and let us know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've done that quite yet. No, not yet. We'll get something set up there. So sin. Um, Sin is very appealing, but it's actually very destructive, not only to our relationship with God and others and ultimately ourselves, but it's also, it's also just destructive in this life too. Yeah. Right. Um, And so I think sometimes we talk about sin like, oh, well, 
you like you Christians and you're sinning, like, mm-hmm. um, quit trying to tell me how to live my life. You know, that's yeah. sort of, I like, I've heard that before. And, yep. and I think, I mean, I, I, I think I understand where that's coming from, mm-hmm. but realizing that like faith as we know it and faith, I think too, in obedience to God, it's not simply, Oh, I enjoy this thing. So now I have to stop. Yeah. Right. And not that that's easy. Right. And I, I think there's areas in everyone's life that it's like, oh, I should probably stop doing that. Yeah. And I certainly have, I've had stretches in my life where that's been very true. And that's hard. And I, and especially if it's something that you enjoy, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that can be really hard to give up. Yeah. I totally will own that. Yeah. Um, and throw that out there. But I think instead of starting to see like biblical, uh, whether, they're, whether they're commandments or just clear directives or, I mean, however you want to phrase that. Mm-hmm. Trying to get past seeing, reading scripture, reading the Bible as like a set of rules and realizing, yeah, there are things that are endorsed um, and things that aren't endorsed. But like the, the, those commandments, those rules, those mandates, those expectations, whatever, they're there to keep us safe and to care for us. Realizing mm-hmm. that many of these things aren't good for us. Yeah. And that's a whole nother can of worms talking about. Like, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, and, and, and talking about rules too that are, it's just like, okay, so tell me Christian, like, yeah, why is it that you talk about these rules over here, but then you look back at these rules of, about, you know, not eating yeah. any meat from a pig. Yeah. And yet you really like bacon, which yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. And so. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But like, I, so I want to acknowledge like there is some like there is more discussion to be had. Maybe. Yeah. Why why are but. proverbs next to each other that completely contradict one another? Why is there why are there those contradictions in the Bible when we think it should be this thing that's so clear? Yeah. And it's not. And how do we navigate that? And mm-hmm. yeah. How do we it's hard redefine for ourselves mm-hmm. what the Bible is? Mm-hmm. That sounds like maybe a place to go in a future yeah. conversation. Well, I don't think it's even necessarily read I don't think it's redefining the Bible like word of God, right? Yeah. Um it's just more so like what does it mean for us to like see some of these like rules that were in place prior to the coming of Jesus and now in light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. Right. And what what did it mean all along? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What did it mean? What did it mean before that? What yeah. does it still mean today? It's yeah. not it's not like you throw it out and you ignore it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um like it was never there. Yeah. But how can we look at something and say like, oh yeah, I don't I don't really need to follow that rule anymore. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? How can we throw out the bathwater without throwing out the baby, you know, as the saying goes? Yes. Yeah, no, I got you. Sorry, not to get too hung up on that, but sin. Boom. It's bad. It's destructive. And then finally, so we talked about pride, we talked about sin, and then um, I think we talked about destruction, or we're going to talk about destruction here in a sec. But also, I, I want to talk about destruction in light of redemption. For sure. Um uh, realizing that we are in need of redemption from an external mover, an external source, something outside of ourselves, and recognizing that this mover has already moved and calls us to truly live. So, quote, quote of Kempis again, um, strive to withdraw your heart from the love of visible things and direct your affections to things invisible. Recognize that the call of this life is to seek that which is everlasting. Mentioned that a bit in, in the pride section. But we are redeemed from our failures, from our sins, and from our shortcomings when we seek wholeheartedly the one who saves our souls. We believe that life on this earth is a gift and that creation is a gift. So I want to be clear, like things that are visible aren't 
necessarily they're not bad. Yeah. They don't have to be bad. They're not inherently bad. So it's not this dualistic way of thinking. Exactly. It's or not like a Gnostic way of thinking, right? Yeah. Of like, oh, um, there's the spiritual and there's, there's the spiritual the and there's all the other crap you yeah. don't need, right? Yeah. All this evil stuff. Your body's evil. Mm-hmm. All these things are evil. Um, yeah. No, there and there are certainly evil things in this world, but mm-hmm. um, life here on Earth is not evil. Um, yeah. and it's not arbitrary. Yeah, we run into trouble if we all we seek is what's here in front of us, um, and if that's where we find our value. Mm-hmm. So, to summarize as quickly as I can, even though I know how long-winded I am. What does Christian mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? And drawing from Thomas Akempis, to be a Christian means to not walk in darkness. So being a Christian, belonging to Jesus, belonging to Christ. Mm-hmm. To belong to Christ means to no longer walk in darkness. What is darkness? Darkness is pride, darkness is sin, and darkness is ultimately our destruction. Um, and so when we're able to embrace the eternal that we believe came to earth in the form of jesus christ. jesus christ mm-hmm. um baby who grew up we believe that the the darkness is it is overcome mm-hmm. ultimately it's rendered irrelevant yeah when we embrace that like nope not i'm not my own god and every time i try to do it doesn't end well yeah realizing that oh i'm stuck there are things i just can't get out of and even on my happiest days i realize i'm still stuck and then ultimately, like, it's about embracing the redemption that's freely offered to us yeah. through God. Which I think, if I could add on, tell mm-hmm. me if I, I'm right in suggesting this. And that redemption then enters us through the Holy Spirit, which enables us to live a life contrary to sin and destruction yeah. and pride. Yes. And then this thing that was on the outside enters us and we're able to now have the ability to live life with our desires slowly becoming more and more and more like that of the creators i believe so yeah Yeah. okay and i don't want to give off this message of like oh just you know we talked about like not trying to save yourself Mm -hmm. not trying to be your own god and so yeah we didn't bring the holy spirit into that conversation either yeah which would be interesting not to neglect that but yeah, recognizing that like we could have conversation back and forth around like what role do we play in our own salvation? Mm-hmm. And hmm. anyway, all the words, all of them. That was a lot of stuff. That was a lot. So what we concluded is that being a Christian is not easy to define. No. Dang. Uh, Can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm walking away from this conversation with. Just the feeling that my view on what being a Christian means is going to forever be kind of held out with open hands, I think. Hopefully. I hope to be able to do that. Yeah. And to kind of offer it up and say, okay, God, I think once I start thinking I have it and I possess it, like I feel like that's the moment when... I kind of become this guardian over a definition and I don't really want to do that and I don't really want to be that because I'd rather be kind of like what Kempis was saying, be living it out instead of internalizing everything. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a, it's a lot of headspace that you can fill with thinking about this. And I think it's good to definitely think about it 
but I think I'm also concluding from this that it's like it could be a little overwhelming to think about. So to realize loving God, loving others, however cheesy <laughs> that might sound, yeah, it really does. I think for me, bring it all back to yeah, is my way of life, are my internal thoughts abiding? I guess in love, and that's really it. I think, and allowing others to figure it out too. That's kind of what I'm taking off, taking sure. away from this. I think my takeaway is this is not easy. And there's, I think, um, as much as we want it to be easy mm-hmm. and straightforward, I think it's hard for a reason. I think we're meant to be having these conversations continuously um, to figure out what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, you know, again, flying by earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's the viewpoint that we're looking at this. Um, and, but recognizing too, like, we're not even talking about necessarily like specific context that you're finding yourself, yourself in, right? Like exactly. We live in a country where like we can freely talk about these things. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and so what is that, what would it mean to be in a country where it's like, you can't freely talk about it Yeah, or if you do, it's, you know, underground and you can't really, you know, you're trying to like, you're professing faith, but you're also trying to make sure that like, um, not getting thrown in jail or worse yeah or, yeah. or the or, yeah or that like, like the government will target you or yeah or people around you might like anything like that you know um so we're not even getting into the cultural context pieces. yes um, exactly and so and which i think would definitely heavily weigh on what does it mean to be a christian for sure obviously yeah. so i think we're meant to be having these conversations and ultimately like i think as long as we are authentically pursuing the person of jesus and i believe as long as like we're praying that the Holy Spirit will lead us through that. Mm -hmm. If we can honestly say we're being sincere in that, I think ultimately we're going in the right direction. Does not make life simple all the time. Does not make it super comfortable all the time. It can be very complicated, but it's still good to talk about and yeah, lean into. And then the last thing I'd say too is like, I think it's so important that we have these conversations together and not like on our own. So whether that's, um, with a friend or a small group or, you know, in a, in the context of a church body, whatever it might be, like, don't, don't try and do it on your own. Mm-hmm. I like it. I guess to wrap it up then, I found this quote in a book called The Sacredness of Questioning Everything by David Dark. And he quotes uh, Flannery O'Connor, um, but to read the whole paragraph here really quick. O'Connor says that the cultivation of skepticism is a sacred obligation because skepticism keeps us asking questions against whatever flavor of brainwash is popular skepticism will keep you free not free to do anything you please but free to be formed by something larger than your own intellect or the intellects of those around you this redemptive skepticism is a religious commitment to avoid being swept up by bad ideas especially ones that wear a godly guise and demand absolute unquestioning allegiance Sometimes you have to lose your religion to find it. And that's a really deep thing to end on. But I think it really is hinting at kind of what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that's to bring about this deeper faith and openness by asking questions and getting at the truth of the matter of faith by doing it in community with one another and doing it with open minds. So we hope that you'll continue to join us on that adventure yeah
you've been enjoying the show and would like to hear more conversations between Adam and I, feel free to donate and tithe as much as you would like to. Just kidding. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs>